Hello and welcome to CBET's podcast. We are on number six and today we're going to be talking about sharing the foreigner message and as you probably heard this beautiful song bind us together in love we have the privilege of having Laura Hackett Park. Hi, yeah. Laura. Hi. I'm so excited to have you here with Seriously. us today. I'm honored. You have been singing in the prayer room for like 16, 17 years, more than probably anybody else in the world can say. <laughs> that's just an incredible Except for maybe like three have. or four people. Yeah. <laughs> or all the angels. But that, that's crazy. Yeah, all the angels. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's a crazy long time to be doing one thing. Seriously. What's been your awesome main privilege of Sorry. singing in the prayer yeah. room? Oh, I love it. It gets better and better every year, wow. honestly. Wow. But uh, I, I love singing to Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I've always loved singing and ever since I was a little girl. But singing to him, singing a love song, it's vulnerable. It's real. It's yeah. authentic. Yeah. Whether people listen or not, I, I know he's listening. So yeah. That's awesome. Actually, that's so true, just jumping on what you're saying about being vulnerable. I was just talking to my husband about it the other day. I'm like, whenever I listen to Laura in the prayer room, she seems to be perfect hitting every note she ever wants to hit. Oh. The choruses <laughs> oh and the songs she sings, from our perspective, it always looks perfect. And I'm not saying that to like rub up, but I'm like, it legit seems like you always know what to say and you always know what to sing. So what is the story of that look like for you? Because to us, it looks perfect. For you, you probably feel like, oh this yeah. Is I mean, there's I'm little things here. you can do when you're about to go off. You're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Catch it. Yes, that's right. Technique there. You know. That's awesome. But I mean, yeah, I, I feel like from my perspective, it's, you know, the ups and downs. But I did, I did go to school, music school for five years. I did a bunch of training. And I would say it makes a difference in like, when you understand what's happening musically, then you can add your part in so much easier than yeah. if you're kind of like, all you can think about is like the next phrase you're going to sing. But if like right. you work through some of the music mechanics and the theory behind it, then it's like, yeah. okay, I know I'm going to add in this layer in this area so then I can really focus on what I'm singing to God. Yeah. And so that's why like my heart is full because I'm not worrying about that as much. It's like, I'm really thinking about singing straight to him. Yeah. I don't know. It's so cool. So cool. You know, it's just such a, such a gift. Yeah. To sing to God, <laughs> I mean, in any setting, you know. Yeah. That's like, interesting. That's I love the way you said that. It is a gift. Mm. Yeah, I, I guess I never put it together that way. That we get the opportunity to correspond what He's shared with us, but in song, not mm. just yeah, in word or deed. Yeah, to feel it, you know, yeah. and to like say. It. I mean, but I'm I'm an artist. You know, it's like I want to express it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I want it to that. be beautiful, and I want it to be from my heart and I want to like feel his reaction yeah. to yeah. it, you know? Well, you know, as we're continuing this conversation to talk about, you know, the, the CBETS, the Center for Biblical and Time Studies and this podcast, the reason we started it in the first place, the, we're at a place now we're wanting to discuss how to share about this beautiful return, or the, let me say it different, about the beautiful um plan of God that he initiated relationship with us yeah. and now he intends to bring, bring it to completion. But, you know, of course, now we've, we talked about, you know, the importance of it. We talked about the importance of, of cultivating a life consistent with it. But now we want to discuss, well, okay, how do we take this and share it yeah. to a world that's largely focused on sin management, on making sure my family doesn't fall apart, on these other really important issues, but we begin to lose it. How do we share this, right? And well, we began to think, who could we bring in? And of course, when I think of 
of Laura Hackett, I think, yes, incredible musician, but I think you are a messenger. Your songs carry a message. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, as a, for me, I've been studying a lot on, on this. And what I've learned about revival especially is that the church is sustained through song. They're inspired through preaching. Yes, yeah, they're called yeah. to action, yeah. but it's the songs that sustain them. Yeah. And so anyway, so that's kind of, I just wanted to frame our conversation today for those that are chiming with us for the first time or you're live right now with us or you've been following us now for, for several podcasts. I wanted to just to kind of frame it out around that. That's what we're going to kind of tackle you on getting some wisdom from you <laughs> lord help me you know, i'm like i'm a mess <laughs> no, 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 no. But music is a gift yeah. it really is to like take these concepts and to make it real okay yeah. so let's talk a little bit about that song we kind of showed in the beginning oh yeah yeah love makes us strong which is beautiful beautiful phrase but but people might not expect what you say inside of, of it because there's this phrase that i love that says bind us together in love while we wait, wait for what? Yeah, yeah. Ah. <laughs> Surprise, Jesus! <laughs> uh, yeah, as we wait for him. I yeah. mean, okay, that song, I wrote it actually thinking about racism in America and also like gender battles. Hmm. So that's honestly what was on my heart. How beautiful. When I wrote it. And, but yeah, the storyline of God. I mean, for me, the song before that song that kind of sets up that song of why I wrote it, is uh, catch me up in your story, all my life for your glory. Yeah, yeah. My all God, my joy. Glory. Yeah, I'll, that's my jam. Lisa Gotch all graciously let me add, add my choruses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I just sang it that way all the time. <laughs> but honestly, like what happened for me is I spent years, maybe a decade, in the prayer room. I was single, I was dating, I was in all the swirls of like, where's my God, where's my life? What's my calling? What am I going to do? And one day I heard the Lord so clearly say to me, don't you want to know my story? And it was wow. like, what? You know, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, of course I do. But like, he's like, you're so caught up in your story, but your story is actually bound to mine. So don't wow. you want to know mine? Wow. And I was like, so then that's why I wrote that chorus. So that was kind of the beginnings of like, I want to understand this. I don't want to just yeah. pull out isolated spiritual phrases and like use them for my own life. You know, like yeah. I will not fear God. You'll be with me, whatever. Like yeah. they're all connected to a storyline. Yeah. And so wow. that was like the beginning of a journey for me. And then, you know, over time, you, you read more and more. It's less about getting the right answers and more about knowing the right man, yeah. you know. Wow. That's, like, That's a less, phrase. Yeah, for real. Tweetable. Because like you could like, whatever. Yeah. And I feel like, I, I just want to be honest, because I feel like it's what we all trip up in when we first dive into this subject. Yeah. Is like, sometimes you're just looking to get the answers so that you can say the right answers in the setting that you're in, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like with your home group or your team or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you just want to be like, I know. And yeah. blah, blah, blah. And this is what's happening next. And then yeah, the bowls, the wraths. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The wraths. <laughs> the <laughs> <rats>. <laughs> but like, seriously, sometimes it's like you just want to get the knowledge just so you can like show it off. Yeah. But it's true. that is that's such a distraction, actually. That's like the wrong path. Yeah. yeah. But then like, so the song Bind Us Together or Love Makes Us Strong, it's like, I'm waiting for Jesus to come back. Like, that's really what my life is about. That's what my, all my hope is in. And for you, it was, a, it was a, a cry for justice. Yeah. I mean, because you're saying these gender issues, the racism, the, you know, the crime, all of this. And you're saying, God, we need you. So bind us together in love while we wait for the, we will watch, we will pray, yeah. we will wait for that day. Yeah. That's, that's a really... But we have to be one because Jesus says... 
you know, he's waiting for the church to be one. He's waiting for the Gentiles and the Jews to be one. I mean, he's waiting for a lot of, of unity. unity. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not just supposed to love like our brothers and sisters right here next to us. We're supposed to love different cultures, different ways of life, yeah. different perspectives. We're supposed to love it all. Yeah. And like what a, that verse, I'm sure you guys have said it on here, like the end of all things is at hand. We haven't said it here yet. Therefore, <laughs> love fervently, you know? Oh, wow. Wow. So First Peter 4 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So that to me, that's the essence of the song. It's like if oh. the end is coming soon or we want it to come soon because we yeah. want him to bring justice. But the, see, then that's that to me is so important to tease out a little bit because what does justice look like, you know? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Be, be, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. right now we are living in a society truly where left is being called right up is being called down yeah. it's it is so hard to actually agree i mean let me say it different we can agree on something but mean two different things totally in true. fact yeah. two opposing things and so you're singing a cry for justice which which i love i you know because i could see it being both a cry for love like affection we want you come back but then ultimately in the scriptures it is a cry for justice it's yeah. like help yeah we need help and the church has to somehow display the love of christ and i think the two traps to me in the foreigner message are like what the pharisees what jesus pointed out in the pharisees and the first one being you know he says to them you can tell the signs of the weather but you don't know the signs of the time you know <laughs> like he's like you're so good at reading the sky like oh the storm's coming but like you have you're totally blind yeah. at what the time is. Right. And I feel like, so that's one thing of why you want to like know the story. You want to know beforehand. And Jesus tells you, he like, yeah. so many times he's like, I'm telling you this so you will know then, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, that's the stuff I want to know. You yeah. know, like I want to be able to see the signs of the time and know what time I'm in. Right. That's huge. Yeah. But then the other pitfall on the other side of it is to be so caught up in the mechanics and they're like, oh, this is what's going to happen. And I know right. this. That you actually then miss true mercy and justice, yeah. you know, which is like the same. It's like two opposite sides of the you same have to coin. Stay right in the yeah. Middle. And you have to stay like joined to Jesus. Yeah. And you don't want to look at the knowledge and be like, I don't need you. I'm just going to stay connected to his heart. Yeah. Because it's the same. Part of the knowledge is his heart. Yeah. So it's, it is this continual tension of like I want to know you more I have to know you more in order to know you more I need to study which one look different parts of your heart yeah. for me to know and it's like but I need to like love mercy and yeah. like acknowledge my weakness and love other people's ideas yeah. and you know yeah. what I mean like because whatever no and the, this is I mean I think at the uh, at the core of what the church is wrestling right now in the whole world is is we are having to have an existential conversation you know like about the church, Exist, sorry. Yeah, yeah, take it down. Wait, how do you spell that? Take it down for us. <laughs> so why do we exist? You know, so we're having a crisis yes. of our existence. Existence. And so, and what that means is that you know we're not allowed to talk about the truth that we believe in anymore huh, without yeah, having yeah. to qualify it by da 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 da. And you know, rightly so. We were really bad. I mean, I'm just. I'm, I'm kind of like Daniel. I'm saying, hey, we made a mistake, right? Yeah, but yeah. for real, the church failed. Oh, yeah. And in, in, in just making... In, in every season, we failed. Yeah, we failed. <laughs> Maybe that's just... Let's just leave it there. But the point is, we've not done a great job at loving those that God loves. Yeah, at loving yeah. the younger brother, loving the older brother yeah. of Luke 15, of... 
of loving the Gentile, loving the slave, we've just not been good at it, that it's created all of these social issues. And so you're singing this song that we can all unite to, but then it results into two different theologies, potentially. So how do you as a communicator, as a songwriter, you know, how do you, how do you deal with that? Oh gosh. I feel like mostly I like to think about myself as a daughter of God, you know, and like, I just want to talk to him and then let what my conversations with him spill out over into whoever he wants. That's my main focus. But then I also, there's like, I want to have a word in season to him who is weary, whatever I said, Isaiah 50, I don't know, something (laughs) like that. But like, I want to be ready for each season to have a word for someone, you know, and like be to speak his word. But I feel like we, whenever you're learning something in the knowledge world and you want to teach, you get into this should and shouldn't zone. Mm -hmm. Uh And to me that, that really takes people on the wrong path of like shame or performance. And like, whenever you're like, if you're a worshiper, you should do this. Or if you want to do this, you should. That's, I feel like what I try, I'm learning to stay away from. Sure. And more like an invitation because it's true life, you know? And it's like, so you always want to like, I don't know, display the truth. Yeah. You know, have truth in the inward parts. And truth sometimes is, you don't explain, you don't qualify it totally. You just let it speak for itself. Oh, that's beautiful. I don't know. You live the truth is more important than speaking it. Yeah, yeah. Like trying to qualify it and make sure I have the right argument for this group and that group. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I want to make sure that I'm that I'm actually living it. Yeah. Like right. literally. Like yeah. this has to be real for me otherwise this is a sham. Yeah. Right. It's like you're loving in deed, not just in word. Yeah. You're letting wisdom be justified in the end. It's like whatever you do with your life come the end of it, it's yeah. going to be fully displayed. Now, and I love that. Okay, so a lot of I just don't want to be a sham. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I don't want to like live before people and yeah. be like I know the right answers. I got this and that. And, and then like fake. at the end of the day, yeah, like I'm not actually talking to God and it's not really changing and I'm not bearing yeah. good fruit. You know? Well, it reminds me of, you know, that passage in scripture is like, didn't, didn't I in your name cast out devils, oh. you know, and then God says, I never <laughs> knew you depart from me. I, I think of that. It is freaky because I mean, that's someone with a gift of faith yeah, with a gift, like anointing to deliver people like that to me. I'm just like, I don't. I mean, I've done that maybe by the grace of God, but that's not like my every day. And this guy makes it sound like it's his every day. Yeah. And then God says, I never knew you. I know. Ugh. I know. I mean, that's, I agree wow. with you. No, I, and that's, that's at the end of the day, like, yeah, nobody, nobody wants to be a sham. Nobody yeah. wants to, but a lot of times it's like in order to advance in the conversation of being a leader or a messenger, yeah. you almost have to perform yeah, I know. I have lots of questions for God around all this right now. I mean, oh, I'm a mom at home. I wipe runny noses and poopy butts. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, that's like what I do. I make, yeah. I make meals. I clean. Yeah. I cook. I clean. I cook. I clean. Change more poopy diapers. <laughs> Force awesome. my child to stay in her bed. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm just giving you a rundown of my day. Yeah, yeah. I love it. But it's like, so good. you know, for the five to 20 minutes, you know, 30 minutes on a really good day. And I'm always like blissfully walking through the house. I read my Bible. Like I have to read my Bible every day. That's me. I don't even feel like in other seasons, some people, whatever, a couple times a week, it's great. But like, I have to read, I have to touch his word. And I have to have those like couple minutes where I just talk to him. Wow. And to me, 
the biggest battle is not being a sham Mm -hmm. in every setting right now because so much of our private life we're trying to live in public with social media and so there's just this like new wave of living that's like all about getting your message out and like hustling people come on like write your book and where's your cd and like and so you almost like read your bible in order to like have something to say right yeah you know and that's like that's not the point of it like that's great like have something to say but god actually says you know when i bring you before kings and you're thrown in whatever like don't even worry about what you're gonna say because my spirit's gonna speak through you you know He's like, no, me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's always the hardest part. You know, it's the simplest thing. It's just coming back to him. Yeah. That's so good. That's, so that's good. like so. striking fear into my heart. Because there are times <laughs> when I'm like, okay, I have a set today, so I really should bring something. So I'll read my Bible. Yeah. yeah. Like sometimes totally. that is the intent, and sometimes it's, it's like, not wrong. Fine, it's fine. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you're still you're still speaking to the Lord. You're doing your yeah. homework, but yeah. there's a difference between doing your homework to to serve mm-hmm. and abiding to. Just abide. To abide. Yeah. Just to know him. Yeah. To be known by him. And God, he takes us for all the wrong reasons. Totally. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I joined IHOP because some of the guys were cute. You know? I mean, literally. <laughs> that's awesome. And then he just, like, he hooks you. So yeah, that's yeah. why it's like. He always tricks you somehow. Yeah. He? I yeah. mean, like, the seasons of leadership are a gift on one hand because yeah. then you make you like, oh, okay, I got to learn this because I got to have something to say in my briefing today, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. And then he gets you. Yeah, yeah. that's right. I yeah. love that you're, you're pointing it out because I think that most of the time there is mixture in how, how it all works. I mean, I remember, I have such a, by the grace of God, I remember when I, was, when I got saved. There's been such a radical transformation in my life. Yeah. But then I read my journal entries from that time. Because <laughs> right now I'm like thinking, man, I was such a cool you know, teenager. Why can't everybody be like that? And then I read my journal entries. I'm like, oh my gosh, you were messed up. <laughs> you know? Totally. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so like, arrogant. And, you know? oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh my God, help us. You know? So yeah, it, it, there's, most of the time there is that mixture. Yeah. But we do have this... I mean, I guess what God gave us is this picture of, as you said, that behold, what manner of love is this, that you've been called children of God. Now you can engage in this relationship with the one who's the keeper of the story yeah. and will make it come to pass. I mean, I think that's yeah. that's the the theology that we're keeper starting. Keeper of the story. I like that. I mean, he, I mean he's, he's the maker of it, but he's the one who knows the end from the beginning. Yeah. He knows our end from the beginning. But like, I love that we started this whole songwriting conversation with that chorus, you know, catch me up in your story. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's what counts, right? Yeah. <sighs> I know. I think I feel really convicted right now in my songwriting to not just isolate phrases out that's like for my own personal walk, yeah. but to like know the context around it. Even if I'm going to take a phrase and like put it into a song that means something to me, sure. I want to know why, like why that phrase has power. Yeah. And it does within the storyline of what he was saying to that person at the time or like the prophecy that he's speaking of what is still to come. You okay. know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like your end time perspective is altering how you write songs? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) like personally, Jonas and I all the time, we're like, we want to write songs that you can sing in the millennium, but maybe (laughs) you guys want to cover those subjects first. (laughs) (laughs) No, you got it, girl. You got it. But I'm like, that is like our thought is like, we want to be able to sing these for eternity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, and we loved, I love journey songs. I write them all the time. I mean, that's part of how I process life. 
and like there's a song for a moment but then there's a song that you want to you want to be able to keep telling it to him like you want it to be the kind of song that like thousands of years it's like oh this is a good one. Right. Yeah. I want to tell you that, you know, yeah. he writes it down. Well, yeah. I think that that is the goal of every Christian songwriter, or at least it should be for me. It is. It's I mean, eternal. the <laughs> thought that behold the, you know, 10,000 times 10,000 angels and yeah. God on his throne says, Hey, I'd like to hear that song by Laura Hackett. Yes. Put it on repeat. You know, for real though. Right. I mean, that's like the ultimate satisfaction is that he wants it. Uh, oh gosh, to me th- that is true. You know, it's funny. I was talking to somebody about this, but like we do sing on three levels. The first one being like the the, the spiritual milk, the God loves me. You know, uh, the confidence in love. This mm-hmm. idea that we belong, and it's a lot of personalization there, right? Like yeah. you've done this for me, I will do this for you. Um, but we've lacked the songs that are eternal. Mm-hmm. You know. And the, the, the ones that talk about the majesty of the ancient of days, the glorious one, the divine warrior, and how we will stand. Like one song that I think about is, is uh, it's actually a very popular one um, about the name of Jesus where it says, you have no rival. What a beautiful name it is. Oh, yeah. You have no rival. You have no equal. Now, we're, when we're in the musical element of that, you know, feels we so don't, good. it feels good. We don't Both think about up. it. But think about what it says. You have no rival. You have no equal. I mean, this is a statement that will be sung for eternity. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's what you're referring to is the majesty, the greatness, the fear of the Lord, the dread, the holy dread, the nations will shake, the justice of the Lord. Yeah. There's these levels that we need to interact with the foundation, of course. If we don't have confidence and love, we don't understand yeah. who this God is. But yeah, it's like, man, to have that, sung in the church it would it would it would just change yeah. our church culture oh for real but what yeah. i actually even love about the picture of our songs being sung forever in heaven is that that doesn't signify that you have a massive crowd here on earth because often we can look at the favor of god and think favor of god equals favor with man yeah, so totally. if i don't have a big platform before man then surely i won't have a big platform before god but would you one say that that's true yeah. do you feel like the favor of God is upon you when you're singing it in front of people? Or do you feel like the favor of God can really be upon you when it's just you in that tiny room up on your piano and you feel like the songs are overflowing yeah, and coming yeah. out, but you have no idea if they're going to be seen before people, yeah. but they could be sung forever I mean, in heaven. Honestly, yes. that's the. I feel like that's almost the core message of IHOP is like, as long as the most important person in the world, i.e. Jesus mm-hmm. or Father God, whatever, they're all that the same. Kennedy. I mean, whatever. Yeah, the, <laughs> them. <laughs> as long as they be listening, like, that's the most important thing. Like, yeah. to me, that's the, the biggest impact I could make, yeah. you know? And then he decides how to make the impact other than that, you know? Yeah. And it's always a gift when people listen. Mm. You know, it is. Like, it. I don't, I never despise when he anoints me for those moments, you know? But then it's sometimes really, really special when it's those couple people in the room and then he comes and, and you're convinced that God cares about this tiny little meeting. Or yeah. right. He cares about your little quiet time, you know? Like, what? Why? Yeah. Why are you listening to me right now? Why yeah. do you care? Yeah. You know? Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I love seeing your creativity in the artist song. Oh. Because I feel like most worship leaders don't um, make a music video with any of their songs. But I love oh, seeing good. that come out. What That's was, awesome. like, some of the overflows of your heart at that point? You know, I wanted to... 
I just wanted to do a vis visual representation because mm. the song was birthed out of like a discussion around beauty and God and creation. And so it was like, yeah. so we approached some guys and they like really, they really did all the work and they, <laughs> they just like got behind it. And, yeah. I, and so we kind of just like went with their vision on it too. And I knew I wanted dancers in there. That's awesome. I just, I love the visual representation. That's so cool. Now, now people can watch this on YouTube or yeah, yeah. on YouTube under, how can they find it? It's just search artist. Laura Hackett Park artist. artist. Okay, yeah. Great, great. Yeah. That's good. Because even that ties in with the end time message in oh, one yeah. sense, because it's like, there's going to be the beauty of God displayed yes. for everyone to see. So I love it. Everyone's going to know who's behind it all. Yeah. You know? And they're first going to mourn. Yeah. Yeah. First going to be like, it says that like three times in the word, you know, like yeah. all the earth is going to be like pretty bummed that they missed it. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> we're going to, people that know him are going to be rejoicing. Yeah. But I feel like the last thing, can I just share something oh, that oh, I feel yeah. like really helps me with end time stuff? Cause I go in and out of like wanting to know the details and then being like, ah, I can't, I don't care about it right now. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But like, I feel like when I think about the passage where it says, Paul says, uh, if we have hope in Christ in this life, if we just have hope in Christ in this life, then we're most pitiable among men or something. I can't, I want to say it in language that's easier to understand. Yeah. But basically, like, I believe my body's going to be raised. Right. Like, that's what the Bible says. Like, mm -hmm. but the event that is going to raise my body is Jesus coming back to earth. Yeah. And I feel like that is what has, like, led me, because it is our story that ties us into him. Like, yeah. that's who we are it's yeah. our we're the whatever he he bought he were the pearl of great price to him and so like when we know that we matter to him and our lives matter and like i'm gonna be raised like i might die in this life but then i'm gonna get my body back yeah. for eternity yeah. but then what's the event it's jesus right. right so though i feel like those big themes are like what have really pulled me in mm. you yeah. know as my own personal like i want to live forever yeah, yeah I, mean, I don't want to lose my body totally. you know like that yeah. is your is that okay hope. god like yeah. i really want my body for all eternity <laughs> i really like, I really like that idea yeah. thank yeah. you yeah and and, the, and of course titus talk, talks about it that it is our blessed hope like yeah it, it we we are connected like I think the reason we are to be pitied is because there's no power in in, in anything that we can have if we're just going to dissipate and our bodies decay forever. Yeah. But there's a hope that we will never die. Yeah. Praise God. <sighs> Chills. I'm yeah. With that. Really <laughs> I mean, that's that. the reason. Yeah. Otherwise, okay, why would I? You don't show yourself very often. I, you know, yeah. like it's there's. The, the contract or the agreement is not very favorable unless the, the hope is real. Yeah. And the hope, of course, goes beyond any pain anybody suffered or experienced. There's a hope that God's going to resolve all of that. Amen. And then he's going to give us a future that does not yeah. disappoint. Definitely. Amen. I heard someone <laughs> say the other day that the Christian hope should be the gospel preached in power. And yes, we want to live for that. We want the power of the yeah, gospel to absolutely. go forth. But it's not fully true. Like the Bible says, our living hope is the return of Christ. And that's what we're wanting to live for, which is yeah. just what you're saying. So it's like wanting the right perspective of, yes, we want your power, your glory now. But we know that we're not going to be made perfect until he actually comes back. Yeah. In fact, actually, next week, we're going to start this conversation around the gospel of the kingdom. And what does the gospel even mean? Mm -hmm. And I actually grabbed a book, which I'll talk about next week. But where where they were actually arguing the opposite of that like oh. why are people making it about the future it's it's about 
the, you know, the gospel is like repentance of sin because God loves us and today we can turn from our ways. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'm just the weirdo here, but like, yeah. no, that's not my hope. My, my hope is that I was made for something else, for another age, for another kingdom. I was made to not die. Yeah. Like, that's my hope. And I will surrender to this king and ask for his grace to walk in his ways because, because I want that hope, not that maybe he will bless me if I'm good enough. I, you know, yeah, it's just hard to find hope in just being forgiven. Like, yeah. what for? What unto? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I think that the unto is his kingdom is coming to earth forever. Yeah, you know? I, and it, I feel like you have to have that in order to then preach the gospel with power. That's yeah. right. That's because true. otherwise, like, you're not going to have the courage to stand up and be hated in a moment yeah. to say the truth or to be like, hey, actually, God wants to heal you and we need to deal with the demons, you yeah. know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, That's just right. the stuff. It, th- those things are unpopular in the moment and it takes so much courage. But if mm. you know that, like, wait, this isn't just, it isn't just about this moment. Yeah. And so I can give it all, yeah. you know, because, or I can risk everything because I know that God will either, I'll either live, keep living my destiny in him or he'll take me, you yeah. know, it's like yeah. either way it's I'm going to be living forever. So yeah. I don't, I'm not afraid. No, I mean, if that's good. like the crux I feel like of our Christian walk is the fear, you know, of like, Oh, what's yeah. going to happen? You mm-hmm. know, I mean, to me, that's where rubber meets the road for me yeah. of mm-hmm. my prayer life is all around these issues yeah. of like, ah, oh, you know, <laughs> I don't want you to take this and yeah. I don't want yeah. this to happen to me. And like, whatever. Or I must get married before you come back. Yeah. Or thing, just you know? all, all the, all the desires that we have, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. we don't trust that he's truly good and that, you know, he's the keeper of Eden, right? The, the paradise, the place of pleasure and desire and all the, desire met right that's what the the feeling of eden will provide but i think yeah i think of the 19 year old and who's thinking i gotta have get married first before you come yeah like that statement i think i made that statement when i was 18 19 20 totally and I'm so sure i did like 10 oh, times unashamedly <laughs> thank you god <laughs> i mean because in many ways in many ways marriage is god's best idea to reveal himself right and being a parent is right yeah. the, uh, right there with it right we get to understand the, the heart of the bridegroom selfishness yeah yeah <laughs> period and that yeah that's right no truly i, I, mean, I like think. i look at my three-year-old daughter and i'm like you're so selfish and then i'm like <laughs> Wow, I am like so self-absorbed. <laughs> the fact that like disciplining my child and like training her feels like a nuisance to my day. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's what I'm trying to shake off right now. No, <laughs> no, it's, it's good. like no. This is my job. Uh-huh. This yeah. is like worth my time. Yeah. Discipleship. Yeah. I'm like, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's funny. But but my point is that these things that God has gifted us with, you know, of having access to. Um, Understanding that, like for me, when I became a husband, I began to understand statements that Jesus made about the church or about Israel. And then, of course, when I became a dad, I began to understand, you know, how the father can love that though we being wicked can give good things to our children. How much more will a father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask, you know, Luke? And so to me, I think of those of that and I realize, yeah, this is God's great idea to reveal himself to us. But it's almost like. What we don't realize that it's it's actually just a a a a, um, a glimpse of the reality. The reality is him. Like when he appears in the scene, we we will have access to knowing those things face to face, rather than using other tools, mm-hmm. 
you know, to kind of try to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But isn't he gracious just like a father? Because I've been thinking a lot about mothering, obviously. <laughs> it's like it's line upon line. Yeah. You know, he doesn't like stuff the fire hydrant down your throat. Right. You know, he's so like and if he did, you wouldn't be able to receive it. You right. just you can't. You can't take it in in one day or one month. Yeah. It's line upon line. It's like step by step. That's, That's why, like, if you don't fully understand something yet, you don't have to lose heart because yeah. if you're a child of God, he's going to keep feeding yeah. you what you need, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you're going to know. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So That's cool. True. That's amazing. That. Well, I, okay, so uh, before we, we, we kind of transition out of this, I, I do want to ask you, like, you know, because we, we do have a generation that are largely trying to find their purpose and most of the time they see music or any kind of platform as like the place of arrival that I get to now have a platform to say what I should say. And I'd love for you to address a little bit to the younger generation and even people like me, obviously. Um, You're part of the younger generation. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. Are I love we? It. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I feel like I'm 22, so I'll take it. <laughs> uh, no, but my point is like, how do you navigate? Okay, because yeah. it's a real platform, Laura, that you have to be able to... Comes to, and goes and sees Right, but it, but it came. And people are looking for the coming. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's just so much mixture, right? There's this... Yeah, you have I to know. wrestle with the traffic of self-propagation and at the same time feel a really real calling as a songwriter, as a messenger, as a songbird to release these prophetic truths out there. Yeah. How do you navigate that? Oh, gosh. That's a huge question. I mean, let me say it a little more poignantly. Yeah, like, yeah. You still obviously feel the, not just the passion and the, the desire to be creative and expression and all that, but you do feel a sincere calling to do it, but yeah. then you have to wrestle with you know selfishness and, and all of that. Like, How do we keep young people motivated to do it in spite of their weaknesses, but yeah. call them to not give in to their weaknesses? Yeah, yeah. You know? Okay. Two things. First, the Lord told me when I was 20 that I was supposed to call the next generation to prophesy. And I, and I had a dream where I didn't want to. I was tired of the song and dance of the generations before of kind of like, we're prophetic. Yeah. And that, like in the dream, I was really annoyed and I was leaving the church. And I heard the audible voice of the Lord. It's the only time I've heard it in my dream. He said, turn around, go tell the next generation to prophesy all will prophesy Wow! my sons and my daughters will prophesy so I feel like first of all everybody's supposed to do it hmm. like it's like yes there's an arrival there's there's platforms and seasons they get taken away and others whatever maybe but like so everybody's supposed to do it and I feel like worrying about the pride is not our job that's God's job he's so good He's so faithful. Like, we don't have to worry about each other's pride levels, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, we don't even have to worry about the next generation's pride level. I feel like what we mostly need to keep modeling is, like, just this abiding, this connectedness. Like, I, I literally can do nothing good apart from Christ. And yeah. so that's, like, what I'm going to hopefully model yeah, <laughs> the yeah. rest of my life, you know? Whether I am in front of a yeah. thousand or two people, like, sure. I, have, I can't do anything good without him. Yeah. But I feel like... Like, that's what I want is for the next generation to know that God actually is calling them. That, that like, feeling on the wind that's yeah. like, oh, my voice could be heard by people. Right. That's from God. Like, that is God's plan to capture the heart of a generation because he is listening. Yeah. 
And he actually, we, the church needs more people than ever. Yeah. Like we need more and more. We need thousands of people to start their own podcasts, thousands of people to make their own CDs, like get it out to anyone and yeah. everyone, you know? Mm-hmm. So in some ways it's like, go, go, go yeah. prophesy. <laughs> the spirit of God is on you and he'll, he'll clean up the mess along the way. That's but the, awesome. it, it gets so messy. Yeah. Yes. Talk about the mess a little oh, bit. Oh, it's so messy. Because <laughs> that's, I mean, because, you know. to be a person is, means that you're messy. Yeah. You need true. your shower every day. <laughs> I just <laughs> think of, they're both extremes, right? You've got those who are afraid to make mistakes so they don't do it. And you're yeah. saying, stop, do it, go. Just go for it. Take risks. But then you've got the, those who are like, of course I'm going to do this because I'm awesome. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, uh, how do you? I mean, like we all, the one thing the Lord always tells me is to stay lowly, to stay bowed down, always stay bowed down. And he'll sort your heart out along the way. Yeah. But like, what does true humility look like, you know? And, but I feel like true humility is just being like, I literally can't do anything apart from Christ. Like I can do something, but it's going to, it's going to be pretty messy and gross. Yeah. Yeah. And you know. (laughs) Yeah, man, that's so good. Like I could do a lot. I can do a lot, and my I can pull up my bootstraps and do this, but it's gonna get gross. Yeah. yeah. So what you're saying is, agree with the truth, stay low, yeah. get that word and prophesy. Yeah. Well, well, and you, one of the things that you said, and I love that you're being gracious, and you're like, you know, twice a week, once a week, whatever, but that what you're doing is you're carving out like this. I need the word of God. Why? Why do we need it? Why do you need it? Like, like that, where yeah. even it's five minutes, like you've got to dig into his word. Oh, man, I got to hear from God. Sorry. Yeah. I have to hear from him. Like, I'm so, I don't know. It's like, I love him. I love him like I love my husband. Hopefully I love him more. Sometimes I don't, you know. <laughs> but like, I don't just like want to talk to my husband all night and get all the information about him so that I can feel good about myself. Like, I want to just see him every day. Yeah. You know, yeah. I want to hear him say, I love you today, you yeah. know, like, and it, that's it. I feel like that's how it is with the Lord. It's like, I got to hear from him. It's yeah. got to be real. Yeah. Like it's got to be for today. It could be the same verse you said yesterday, but it's going to mean something different today because of yeah. my experiences yesterday. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's right. So. You don't want to be a sham. No way. Come on, God, <laughs> yeah. help me. Yeah, that's right. And, <laughs> I neither, and, I, and I think that's, that's our goal is yeah. we want to be able to just take the word for what it mm-hmm. says because we trust him and not make it something we want it to say yeah. because uh, we want it to be that way. Mm-hmm. I think that that's actually, you You were able to articulate something, a desire of ours as yeah. we began this podcast. And that desire is that we just want the truth. Yeah. Like if, yeah. if I'm going to say, you're my God, you're my king, then what kingdom is he building? Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> Chills again. <laughs> I want that. I, I just, I say yes, even though I'm afraid. I don't know. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. But I say yes because not only have you transformed my heart, but you've convinced me that you are really the only one that I can trust in. Yeah. I love that. To escape this body of death, you know? It's true. I love it. Jesus! <laughs> we all just screwed. Oh my gosh. No, it's good. We can only become that which we behold yeah. and we can only live that which we are. And yeah. so we have to have him in us to live it. And if we want to share it with sincerity and truth, we have to live it. It has to be yeah. in us. Yeah. And so thank you for sharing those little yeah. well, Thanks for coming. Oh, this so is fun. This is amazing. Thank you guys, I, keep going. <laughs> no, I just love that the way you were able to bring it to the heart level, like the heart of a messenger, but you're not just preaching it on a pulpit. Mm. 
you're you're singing songs on a on a massive stage where thousands tens of thousands are watching oh, of course more than that on, on the internet but then you've got also singing songs to your little one mm-hmm. you know who's being shaped into a world changer but you oh have to clean God. the diapers oh. <laughs> but my point is you've encapsulated that heart and we're just so grateful for you yeah. being here laura thank you oh, yeah. so for those of you watching us um and really want to get into laura's music to hear more of her song you can find her on spotify and itunes anywhere where music is heard obviously unceasingworship.com also mm-hmm. features uh, laura's music um but uh man Thank I you, just want to call people to the artist song though yeah. on YouTube. It's a so good. It's a beautiful experience to listen to and also to watch. So I want to encourage and you. And she to check wears it out. this fabulous white dress, which you're all going to tell <laughs> oh. us where you got it from. <laughs> it was so cute. I think it was like how do you say ASOS? Oh yeah, that one. A S O S dot com. That's awesome. Anyway, join us next week, 2 p.m. Central Time, where next week we're actually going to be starting the conversation of the gospel of the kingdom. That's correct. So join us next week, 2 p.m. Central time right here live yeah right in this very room yeah, in the sweltering right. blistering hot <laughs> kansas city which we love <laughs> and for the rest of our po- podcast go to youtube itunes spotify or whatever your out your outlet, outlet is yes. outlet i always get this wrong that's right your outlet is find us there yeah Have we'll be day. talking about the gospel of the kingdom I'm really excited to share some things laura's been showing me about it but yeah. we will it. see you next week Ta-ra. peace